Hey firecrackers, it's Naomi and welcome to the firecracker department. Oh my goodness, our amazing guest is one of my favorite people, Daniela Kellaway. Now, we recorded this a while ago and then, oh my gosh, firecracker department kind of like blew up in the most firecrackery way. So we are catching up to Daniela's episode and I can't wait to share it with you. Daniela is just such a yes person to me. Like I remember meeting her ages and ages ago. I had just left Second City and I was just sort of figuring out what my next steps were. And she grabbed Matt and I at this party and she was like, will you host the opening of the TIFF building? And we were like, yeah, sure. She's just such a, one of those people who are like, yeah, you guys are great, you should do this. And then through our discussions, we just became friends. And every time I see any event that she's running or anything that she's involved in, I'm always like, this is gonna be awesome because she's an awesome person. We spoke during the Toronto International Film Festival last year, where actually she got her start in publicity. We spoke when she was just starting her amazing new book and brunch event series, co-founded with her sister, Susanna. She hosts these awesome events with I mean, it's in the title, books and then brunch. They're two of our favorite things, books and brunching, come on. And now it's in 40 cities in North America. It's, I mean, she just doesn't do anything halfway. She goes, she goes all the way, this gal. Now they're doing everything online right now, just like us, but they haven't slowed down at all. They're doing weekly checks on Zoom, daily meditations, and have a ton of virtual experiences coming up with a bunch of firecrackery book and brunch hosts. So you have to go and check this out. You can find out more, of course, at bookandbrunch.com slash events. But I'm gonna give that information again because you probably don't have a pen and you don't wanna rewind this. You wanna get into this interview with Daniela. So let's get into this episode. Here's my conversation with Daniela Kellaway. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little like, you know. Sun. Yeah, the yeah. opening weekend is always. Ah. Yeah. But um, it's good. It's going to quiet down for me now. And yeah. um, I still have a ton of work to do, but it'll be fine. Yeah. Are you, I mean, this is old hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like it's Forever. not like the first couple of years where you're like. And it's funny because every year I'm like, this is it. This is it. You're not going to do it I'm again? Do it. <laughs> For the last, like, 15 years. Well, you're not going to take any TIFF films again? Exactly. And in fact, this year I was like, you know what? I'm not, I, this was my idea. I was like, I'm not going to do it. And then I thought, okay, no, I'll do one project. Yeah. So that, like, I'll do the project and then I can just go see films and, like, be a human. Yeah. And relax and do a thing. Yeah. So I had, I chose my one project. I said no to all the rest, which is great. Yeah. The power of no. I mean, tell me more, but yeah. Best. Like, yeah. I love it. So <laughs> I don't you, know much about it. When but you yeah. start saying no, yeah. all these awesome other things come to you, which is like a kind of a magic. But um, Is that a true, is that a real thing? Like the it's a real thing for me, but I believe in, people always say yes, 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 yes. And I believe in yes as well because yeah. it's so positive. But lately I've been really like assessing everything and even some massive projects. Like some, almost you would call them like from a PR perspective, like dream clients. Really? I literally sat down with them, had meetings. And then at the end I was like, I'm going to say no to this. Wow. And, and the more you say no, weirdly, I mean, at least in PR, the more they're like, um, so we really want to work with you. Like they're, oh. they're not like following up and calling you like high profile people. And right. Like, you just don't like being told no, no because right? no one says no to you and that's not why I did it yeah but it's an interesting then the tables turn yeah yeah and they're yeah. chasing me and I'm like okay why well, this is this I, is I, just, up. I spent the first part of like like 10 years of my career yeah. like hustling and pitching and trying to get clients yeah. now that I don't want clients they all want me yeah right I don't know if it's the same as in acting 
think it's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried that like if I don't say yes, it'll be I'm like bye bye. Yeah. yeah, and it's like well, that's okay. There's 50 other Naomi's just behind you, right? So it's a bit more um, grueling. It's a bit more, but anyway, I I do and I do appreciate the power of no, and I do think I could probably exercise that more in some cases in some cases yeah, yeah. so you're not saying you, you were like I'm not going to do a lot and then what happened okay so then so then I, I chose my one project based yeah. on like I love this film yeah. it's super beautiful people need to see it and then that's the one right now yeah not right now it, it oh. passed already yeah. um, but I it's a German film called The Most Beautiful Couple it's just stunning okay. so I had this thing and I'm like this is great it's going to be low key so listening to your gut is yeah. like Number one. It's everything. It's everything. But it's the lesson we have to learn again and again. That's right. Because it's not taught. It's not taught in schools. It's not taught anywhere. No one really, um, people think it's like voodoo or something, like something, you know, that isn't actually real. But what it is, is the knowing of the self. So the more time you take quietly to go inwards and understand who you are. Yeah the more you can hone that gut and that intuition and listen to it properly. Um, and I really started to think about the gut when I went, and I don't know if I told you, I think I did, I went to this thing called Summit, Summit at Sea, have yeah, you heard of it? Yeah, we talked about that, I think maybe last yeah. time I bumped into you. Yeah, and it yeah. was amazing, it was like, you know, me and 3,000 other really incredible, high-profile people, all kinds of creatives, entrepreneurs, and every single person that I met, Yeah, because I'm very, um, I like to ask a lot of questions and I like to mine people for yes. information yes. because it's a, it's a way of learning, yeah. learning through the human, the person, but every single person I had an interaction with, I was like, I want to understand, um, how they make decisions because decisions have always been mm. a challenge for me. I'm a Gemini. Right. So I'm always, That's a great question. Though. Yeah. So I'm always like, uh, uh, there's all this conflict. Yeah. And so I went and I, that I would ask them and I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to gain something here. And they would, and I thought, okay, maybe, you know, so I'd say like, or what are you reading? Or cause a lot of them are investors, super, super high net worth kind of people, some, some more creative than others. And universally across the board, didn't matter whether they were an artist, an investor, whoever, their answer was, Go with your gut. Yeah. And this broke my brain. I was yeah. literally like, what? Like yeah. I was expecting, <laughs> I was just expecting that there would be some like more logic or science to it or yeah. something, but it, it's just no. And one guy in particular, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a best-selling author. Yeah, yeah. So you know. I spent two hours talking to him. Amazing guy. Oh, my God. That's um, like a $5,000 ticket. 100%. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, we just happened to bump into each other. Yeah. And we, you know, there's like an Eastern European background, and he's kind of like a hustling, grinding kind of guy. Yeah. And the way that he speaks and how he is really resonated with me and so I just started to drill him but I also call people out on their bullshit yeah yeah and yeah. I wanted to know and he probably likes that he seems he like the kind of guy it. so this when I started to engage him we were just talking and then I looked at the clock I'm like I just had two hours with this guy yeah but um he surprised me the most because he invests in a lot of different things yeah right and I'm like so I say okay where what are you investing in now what are you reading what how do you make form those decisions the guy admitted to me that he doesn't read anything right also broke my brain i was yeah. like how can you to me those two things are, i was like the yeah. newspaper the stocks like what in so where so i said okay so where do you get your information and he has an interesting approach he's like people i go to yeah. the, he's in new york i just go to the streets 
and I'll just talk and ask questions and then I go with my gut and suddenly like after that after that experience everything really changed for me in Mm. terms of like my own confidence around how like what kinds of decisions I was making how I was making those decisions and not questioning Mm -hmm. myself yeah, around it's those that decisions. little self doubt, right? Hundred percent. But these people don't have it. They have honed. That's it. training. That is training. Yeah. That is training. So, what do you think is the like? So, yeah, follow your instincts. Go with your gut. I'm a huge believer of that. Yes. And in fact, I teach it in acting. But I think it's a trained muscle. So, how do you train? Train it. it. For me, it's it's uh, like I already said, it's a quieting and yeah. a going inward. For me, it's meditation. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's different for everybody else, but the more that I um, take the time to, to put work meditation into my everyday as a ritual, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. start my day with it. Cause you guys start it in your office. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, the, I feel the sharper I am yeah. with, with that. Yeah. And I don't actually quite understand fully that connection, but I think it's just like meditation is so powerful and people, they dismiss it. They dismiss yeah. it. But I always, I, I like to think of it as like, um, the computer, yeah. right? Our brain is a is master control computer. Imagine you had a computer that you literally never shut down. Yeah. Never, ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. Like that's <laughs> ever. how we operate. Yeah. That's how we operate. So you, in that quiet, in that space, that's when all the answers come. Yeah. At least for me, and 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 sometimes not, you know, in in that moment exactly, but afterwards I'll just find this moment of clarity and I'm like aha yeah that's what it is have you always had this balance of like as long as I've known you you have been like I feel like you've always had like a connection to you know the yoga practice and you know your office is so like I don't know set up for balance I try yeah but um, I wasn't always that way I I I think I think the kids broke me yeah like having three kids in under five years I had to find tools and I had to figure out who I was and I didn't I wasn't actually practicing yoga before them before kids no No, I just um became overwhelmed and I was like I need to do something and I start I I started taking classes and then I started practicing on my own and that I just found that that for me that was my my tool and then I with the kids I started to go deeper and deeper and deeper because I was like in, in specifically with my meditation practice, because when you're juggling multiple priorities and projects and little humans that need you, yeah. I felt like I need to be the best version of who I am. Um, and this is the way that I do it. This is the moment that I take and it refuels me, but I think it's different tools for for different people, but yeah. I wasn't always Zen. You should, you could ask Tim, my <laughs> husband. Like he used to, he had a nickname for me. It yeah. was called Rima because I would literally ream people out. Really? Like, so I would just, it was, it was like a part of me that fed me. I was really angry. Yeah. I was just really angry and really aggressive. And I had an idea around like how you're, you achieve things by like snatching them. Oh, interesting. But Where did you learn that from? I mean, I don't know. My upbringing was a bit volatile, maybe, right. and I just didn't really have mentorship or anyone yeah. to show me the light. And it was actually my husband. He he said it to me. Well, I think we were like we were kids. I think I was like nineteen or something. He's like, when you met your husband, you were nineteen. No, we knew each other in high school. Oh, we weren't okay. together, but yeah. we were we were just friends. And he said something. I don't know what I was doing, but he's like, you know, Daniela, have you ever heard that expression? 
you catch more flies with honey. Yeah, and I say I, that a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I actually, at 19, had never heard it. <laughs> right, right. And right, I was right. like, hmm, you yeah. catch more flies with honey. And then I, I started to, you know, I mean, go who wants to catch flies, first no, of all? Period. It's disgusting. <laughs> but at the same time, if you're interested in the fly business, yeah. honey is the way to go. So then I, and I just started to think, not that young, but later on, after the kids, I started to really think about my heart center. Mm. So I have this tool that I use when I'm feeling like maybe that old anger is rising. Mm-hmm. I count backwards from five, mm-hmm. like five, four, three, two, one. And then in that five seconds, it allows me the time to think about what is the correct, what is the response that would come from your heart center? Yeah. This has changed everything for me. Yeah. Especially with when it comes to like, my children, but also my team or any projects or any, because in this industry, as you know, there's, there's like, there can be a lot of difficult personalities and lots of stress and things that you're juggling. So when they go super low, I'm now able to go super high and, or at least neutral and not be Rima anymore. I left her in the dust. I think it was a sort of immaturity and again, just not knowing who I was or, or what was the path of least resistance because when you start for me when I started being more empathetic more kind going from my heart center finding meditation everything just flowed Mm. way easier you Mm. get less resistance of course there's times when you have to be that way but yeah um well you're human too yeah it's relatively new to be honest like I I mean I got my yoga teacher training in 2013 okay it's not that new five years but prior to that I wasn't I I was practicing on my own but I wasn't as deep into it and I certainly wasn't teaching it and I think it's when you teach it that you're able to go even further in your practice because you understand it yeah more holistically I mean there's all triggers too when you're like growing up and we all deal with different levels of challenges Mm. and I think I always thought that if you want something you work hard be be not necessarily aggressive but I did think like you know not you know just get get to work like that was always my vision as opposed to just allowing things which is still a struggle for me Allowing things just to Flowing. flow. Yes. Whereas I'm like, the answer to me is get to work. Yeah. I think there's like, it's a balance of that. Yeah. Um, but I found the more I'm, as I mentioned, the more I laid back I am, like the more I, I just trust that the things that need to happen will happen. Right. The more that they do. I mean, you set things up too. I do. Do you know what I, I mean? Like, you, you've set it up for success. For like sure. <laughs> talk to somebody that's been watching Netflix for two weeks on the couch and you're like, I'm allowing things to come to me. No, no, it's no, not, no, no, no. It's not like yeah, that. It's yeah. not like that. It's like, it's like a chess game. You put the pieces in play, yeah. but then you just have to trust that, that, yes. that it will happen because there's a lot of magic and, and ridiculousness yeah. that has to happen for it to all come together, especially in PR. You yeah. Know, like we just did this stunt with the with the DeLorean on the red carpet, the, the DeLorean car. And I just every time I do a stunt, I think, we are fucking magicians. Right. Like how happen. did this even come together? Yeah. Like it's it's perfect, but it's yeah. what it's, was it like just having the DeLorean? Yeah, having the DeLorean there, having the talent, doing a shoot with yeah. it, getting it, it, it broke down, we had perfect. to jump it, we had to push it. It you know, and it's a carpet, so there's cameras everywhere and yeah. you know, it's the, the the thrill and the adrenaline of it, but I actually said to another colleague, not on my team, another team, I just said, PR women are magicians. They're magicians. We are wizards. We just make this shit happen. Why is it they're mostly, I don't know, any PR men. I know one. 
There's some. Yeah, but why is that? I don't know. Personality traits. That's such a... I think it's really skilled communicators. Like, like, and being able to kind of adapt to all different kinds of personalities. And there's, I don't know. I actually don't know. But if you look at it, all the PR companies are run by women. And all, like, the folks around the PR women teams. It's an amazing industry. It's an interesting industry. Um, Why did you even start? Like, it feels like, do you ever think about that? Because it doesn't feel like it's oil and water, but knowing you as much as I do. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it feels feels disconnected a little bit from your truth of... Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, like, where does that all come together? I mean, I... (laughs) So, I don't don't know... Which also makes you a good publicist publicist as well, like... I'm good at it. I'm definitely good at it. Um, And... But just because you're good, you're really good at something, is it the thing you should be doing? Right. This is the question I, right. I've asked myself many times over. For me, it, it sort of happened accidentally, which is crazy. But I had owned a restaurant. I had yeah. an old school burger joint. Yeah, I and that. I just can't believe yeah. that that was part of your yeah, life. Yeah, so great. we had a burger joint. Um, you and your husband? Yeah, partly why I'm vegetarian now. Right, okay. Um, but in that time... I, prior to owning the restaurant, I wanted to be a war correspondent. I wanted to, I studied journalism and I I wanted to have zero attachments. I didn't care to be married or have children. Like never, Never. ever, ever. I didn't, I never was like, oh my God, babies or like white picket fence. No, no, no. Fuck that shit. I wanted to be doing like really important, meaningful work that would, you know, get the stories that were being untold, told. Yeah. Help stories be told that needed to be. Uh, so I studied journalism and then like it just by chance ish, this restaurant came about and, um, everyone in my life was like, Daniela, you didn't do like rest restaurant, like hospitality, like this, what are you thinking? Yeah. And I think it was because everybody was like, no, don't do it. Yeah. Don't yeah, do it. Then I was right. like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm doing it. <laughs> so I did it and I bought this restaurant and I was really young and really naive. And I thought, I'm just going to have it on the side. I'm going to do just my like part time hobby. Hey? Exactly. Yeah. And I think at that time, like Britney Spears had just bought a restaurant. Right. And, and so you I was like, like her. I was like, if Britney Spears can do it, I can totally do it. Yeah. You have the same people yeah, around you. It's perfect. perfect. Yeah. Um, and so I bought this restaurant, which now I call my first baby. It was called Big Burger. But the re- the you know what I the expectation versus the reality, they were so far off. And yeah. in, in the end I was there, you know, 18 hour days. Oh my my friends were out partying and like no one had even boyfriends. Then we were kids. I was 21 or something like that, 22. So it was because of that experience that my then boyfriend, now husband, Tim, was like Maybe you should. I started to go a little bit crazy because I was just like, I'm here every single day. I'm not doing meaningful work. I'm asking, do you want fries with that? Right. Why am I I asking, do you want fries with that? What have I done? And um, he said, just go and take like a few days a week and go do something for yourself that you want to do. Right. So I did that. And the the something for myself was volunteering at the Toronto International Film Festival. And because I studied journalism... And I, my second major was um, film. I strategically said to them, can you put me in the press office? Because I'll volunteer there and I might be useful. Yeah. And then what happened was I was volunteering three days a week. They're like, so um, 
we have this position, this internship, would you apply for it? And they would have stacks of applications. And I was like, no, 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 I have my restaurant. Like, they're right. already too busy. I'm very busy giving people fries. That's yeah. right, yeah. And so, but anyway, long story short, I, I took it. So my PR school wow. was actually internal at the Toronto Film Perfect. Festival, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, extraordinary things happen in that press office, especially back then. Yeah. It was before Lightbox and everything. Like, I, you know, I had time with Roger Ebert before he passed. Wow. I, there were just so many moments for me from a journey journalism perspective yeah. that I, I I fell in love with it and it was always the people and then um, when I left there I didn't really have a plan to like start an agency or go off on my own it all happened because I had booked a vacation for three weeks to the south of France and okay. they, they had previously cleared it but then when it came time to they were like no 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 we need you it's too busy and they wanted to pull the plug on it and I quit right pretty yeah. pretty much like soon, and is that like a Daniela trait of going like I'm out? No, I thought about it for a long time because I loved it. Yeah, I loved it, and it was like. But you, you know, really wanted to go to the south of France. But I had it already pre-booked, and yeah. I to me it was almost it was a matter of principle. And one day I was talking to my friend Naoko, an incredible uh, communications practitioner, and I so I was like, "What should I do?" And she's like, "Why, why don't you start telling people you can do PR?" So I did, and that's how Clutch PR was wow. born. Wow, were you nervous about that leap? No, no, I didn't even think Just about it. Right. I don't really have a lot of place in like space in my brain and life for fear. Yeah, there's not a lot that I fear. It doesn't seem like that. No, like I'm willing. Did you to ever try. know, or was it something you learned? No, I don't know. I think yeah. you're born maybe that way. But fearless. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I like to think I'm fearless, but I still get freaked out about things. Actually, that's... I just lied. I, I got scared <laughs> yesterday because... Not scared. I had this moment where I was like, can I do this thing? I um, I changed hats yesterday and I was a journalist. Okay. And I ended up interviewing uh, the director of a film on, on this project because one of my clients was like, we really want an interview with them to start a content series, but we couldn't find a journalist to do it. So I was like, well, I used to be a journalist. And I kind of talked my way into the job. But then after they were like, yes, 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 you'll do it. I was like, shit. Oh. What have yeah, I done? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't actually interviewed someone in a really long time. But then I thought, it's fine. Yes, you have. Like every day. But there was some fear. There was some fear sure. there. And, uh, and it ended up being fine. Anyway. Right. I mean, I think it's good to feel fear. It's just um, sometimes... Pushing like through it. Yeah. And sometimes I'm fearful of something throughout the whole thing and at the end I'm like it wasn't worth it like I go it was stress I mean it was so stressful but it was not worth the fear yeah so I don't know so but now you so you left your burger joint so so no then I simultaneously Did you still have I had it? it the whole time oh my God. I simultaneously so Tim running it? ran yeah he helped run it he was in school at the time for music so we were if I think back my entire life like my my, my very dear friend Eden said she used this word pursuits She's like, Daniela, have you ever thought about having, like, less pursuits? And because when I think, even in high school, I was telling someone, I was like, oh, yeah, I was editor of the yearbook. I was on yeah. the cheerleading team. I played volleyball. Like, I always have many, many, many pursuits. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it, and it kind of fuels me. But it creates a sort of, I've learned, a sort of chaos that the other people in my life, specifically my family and my husband, it's harder for them. Right. Because when one person in the dynamic has like, I'm doing this thing, I'm doing this thing, I'm also doing this, I'm also, the other person is basically picking up, just supporting yeah. and picking up all the pieces. Um, so that's something I've been meditating on and, yeah. and thinking about. But that's hard because you have a personality I relate to that, that wants, like you want to yes. do that and yes. you want to do that and 
I better try that. And yes. I, so where do you, how do you pace yourself? I don't, I don't really pace don't myself. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't feel maxed out. It's very strange. I, th- I, I think it's a hundred percent the meditation. Yeah. Cause I'm running That's like, what, uh, Jerry Seinfeld said about yeah. um, TM. He said that if he'd been doing that during Seinfeld, he'd be able to still be running that show. Yes. Just based on energy. And... Yeah. Just, you can run more efficiently. Yeah. Like right now, look at me. I haven't slept in three days. <laughs> I look pretty good, don't I? Yeah, yeah, you do. You have lipstick on. It's nice. Like I don't have a voice. Yeah, I'm not meditating. It's, it's just, I don't know why. And it doesn't even take a long time. I, I do, you know, five to ten minutes a day, and that's yeah. enough. And then I'm able to go. Um, do you have a specific meditation you do? So I started I started by using, like, the app, the different yeah. apps that are out there. But now I don't. I don't rely on those anymore. I don't have a specific, I have, I have a few different ones that I do, but mostly I just stay quiet and I'll, um, say some affirmations that are specific to that day. So usually I'll remind myself like inward, I'll think on three very specific things that I'm grateful for Mm -hmm. that have either occurred the the day before or going to occur that day. Cause I've, there's so much amazingness in my life. Mm -hmm. Like it's so full and, I have love, I have joy, like it's crazy. Um, and so reminding yourself of those things in, in detail really like sets you up for calm, for me. I think it's different for everybody. You have to kind of find your groove. And then I have a, um, a deeper meditation that I do that's a little bit longer that's like, uh, it's more energetic. So it you start sort of from your heart center, you, you start from your heart center and you imagine like a cord that comes out from your heart center at the distance of your arm. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're just imagining it and you do the same thing to the sides and to the back and up and you kind of create this sort of like triangular energetic field in your mind. You're mm-hmm. just visualizing it. Um, and then from there you create a corridor and another sort of box and in that box is where all the bullshit goes. Oh. And you just watch it travel down the path. From the cord yeah, to that? Yeah, it just goes right out there. So that when you emerge... You were like, hmm, I have a sense of calm. I know. There's so much bullshit and it's easy to get like. Mm-hmm. All the negative yeah. stuff. All the stuff that's like, I'm not worth it. Maybe Can I do it? Will I ever be? Da, 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 all, any of that stuff. That's It just gets filed over there. Yeah. And it just sort of sits there. Um, Where did you learn that from? Like, I feel like the pursuit that you're on is something that's very attractive to people. And not only in your industry, but, in, you know, as actors and writers and artists. But not everybody knows where to start. Like, where do you, where did you learn this kind of skill from? Um, so just reading, you know. You just, just knew that you needed balance? Yeah, I need, I knew I needed to calm down. Like, Rima, Rima. Rima was yeah. not happy. Yeah. Because when you're bitch, you just get bitch back. Right. Yes. It's just, it just bounces right back to you. Yeah. What, what you are and how how you are is exactly what returns to you yeah. in life. And... I just started to really think about that and read about it. And I, I, I have a, so lucky we have a library and I just started to like stack it with books and I was like, okay, I'm going to take this all in and, and see what's what. And then I, um, I don't know. Do you read my newsletter? I have a newsletter. I do. I I keep them all. And then I read the one today, (laughs) but no, sometimes I do. And they're always really inspiring. And sometimes I get, you know, even if I can get a chunk of it, I, cause I can hear your voice in your newsletter. Mm. Like I can feel like they're very truthful and, and true to you. Honest, yeah. yeah. But I bring up the newsletter, um, Dear Daniela, because it was actually in starting that 
where I started to explore even further because I was like, I, I, I have these problems or these stresses. How can I find the balance? How can I do all the things that I need to do and not be like a chicken with my head cut yeah. off running around? So I started to research and read specifically so I could give those tangible, actionable tips mm-hmm. to the people mm-hmm. on the other side of the letter. Um, and that allowed me to go further. Yeah. But I don't know. I think everyone's on their own journey. And, you know, some people, I know a lot of people that say like, oh, meditation. Like they wouldn't. Do you? Yes. I feel yes. like everybody I know is like, I should meditate. But I don't but I know don't. How, or, they, yeah. or like they don't. I mean, I know I really like it when I get, when I do meditate. Time, but yeah. So you have to make it a ritual. And, yeah. And it has to be super um, accessible for you. So you have to manage your own expectations. Yeah. Because the problem is people go... I need to meditate, so I need to block out 60 minutes of time, right. and I have to be like in zen mode with like incense going, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. You can meditate for two minutes on the subway. Yeah. In your, yeah. You it's know. like just conscious breathing. That's right. Yeah. Just be I did having it. that awareness. I was doing it in bed, and I would tell people this, I would like, I wake up in the morning, and then I meditate in bed, so I'm still lying down, and I, and I'm, but I'm consciously breathing, and I'm consciously doing all the things that you were talking about. And people are like, oh, you're not really meditating. Or like, that's kind of cheating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, no, I feel good. Like, I'm doing the way I want to do it. So you know what? Go into that bullshit box, you. Exactly. Down the corridor. Yeah. Bye-bye. Were your folks, did your folks do anything like this? No. The opposite. A little bit. Yeah. The opposite. Yeah. What kind of work did they do? Um, My ex-father my second ex-father who raised me i guess um he owned a a motorcycle shop so bricks and mortar old school eastern european alcoholism toughness not very not a lot of inspiration um so you had to find a place for that yeah Yeah. i always i escaped into books and i escaped into writing i was always writing i loved to write i always had a journal and a diary and that that was my way and i think in a way which i still do I escaped into my pursuits. Yeah. Like, so if things were that way, I was going to make them this way. Yeah. Because if I, looking at me, no one would have guessed that it wasn't, you know, sunshine and roses or whatever yeah. at home. Um, my mom's amazing. She was, she was the homemaker though for, for, for us. Um, and I, that was another piece of it. I think in witnessing everything that that was, uh, subconsciously my sister and I I'm an older sister it's my business partner we're both we said it the other day she goes why do we work so hard like what yeah how do we get this way and I'm like I don't know I actually don't know but I, for me I think okay I looked at mom and thought sorry mom if you're listening I love you no I yeah, but that's I not judgment on her I don't want this yeah I don't want this whatever this is I don't ever want to be dependent on yeah. a man yeah. I don't ever want to feel like that again back to the I'm going to be a war reporter I'm going to zero fucking attachments I'm never going to have to deal with what she's dealing with correct yeah um and it for me it channeled into just work work because even through school I held I always held a number of jobs I always was juggling a number of projects um yeah yeah I mean that's no judgment to our moms my mom was a homemaker too Mm -hmm. and it wasn't so much that I thought I don't want to do that I just had bigger bigger dreams and yeah. thank god they did what they did to right. make what we are right like right. thank goodness right. yeah i think people struggle a lot with like trying to escape not not our upbringing but like the 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 weight of our upbringing yes you know, the things that weighed us down 
Yeah. And it does feel even now, like whenever I bump into you, you're like, I'm working on this and I'm working also on doing this. this. Yeah, like yeah. you've got a lot of projects. And I think that's okay. For a time there, I judged myself and I thought, uh, like my friend said, so many pursuits, too many pursuits. Right. And I think, fuck that noise. Yeah. If, if you can make it work and you... Well, do you think you have too many pursuits? I think, hmm, probably, right? In this exact moment? Yeah. If I'm being honest, yes. Yeah. Yes. Are there things that you could let there go? There are things I'm going to I'm going to be cutting the fat on for sure. Um, cuz I'm really excited about my new startup and I yeah. need, I need more energy and resources to to make that book brunch happen, book and brunch. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah. I I I I'm managing it. I don't feel like I'm falling apart. No. I, I think everything is happening as it should be and I'm I'm not stressed about it. No. But I, there are a few things I need to kind of sort through and, and maybe drop a pursuit or two. Like, for instance, I was thinking about um, this one I dropped. I was thinking about uh, running for, you know, do, do becoming a, like a counselor. Oh, my God. Getting into politics. Which is something somebody does as a one thing. Like, Correct. as opposed Correct. to also running a PR side. agency. Yeah. So, um, but... I'm just... But that's your need to connect with people I think and make a difference, right? I want to... I, exactly. I want to help people and I yeah. want to do work that's meaningful. Not to say that PR work is not meaningful because I've had extraordinary experiences yeah. where it has been meaningful. Yeah. It has been meaningful. Like, you know, you see that director and you publicize his short film and then he's at the Oscars. Yeah. And you're like, I was part I of that journey. That, that journey. was amazing. Yeah. Or this incredible stories, documentaries, all kinds of things that need to be told that you then help yeah. spread the word about. Um, do you choose your projects based on that with PR? I do. I, well, it's a, it's a few factors, but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's one of them for sure. You're also like a supporter of like small, medium, large art. Yes. Like I know that when I have friends in theater and they're like, you know, they're just starting out. I'm like, you need to get into publicity. Like I think in arts, they, we don't like um, recognize the value of publicity where I'm yeah. like, what's going on? But uh, I've connected you with a couple of friends and you've helped guide them into like stronger productions, which is, you know, you're doing meaningful work through that. It's true. It's true. But I've, yeah. But it's don't not more reporting. Yeah. So this is the thing. So you know, you kind of and, go, and I actually, what's the contribution? Yes, right? exactly. And where, okay, so I'm magic. Yeah. I'm power. I'm magic. I am an incredible being, like yeah. a fucking force, right? So then you ask Nobody yourself. Nobody would argue. Then you ask yourself. That magic, yeah. where, who, who will it best serve and how will it best serve them? Is it in this way? Right. By working red it. carpets? Yeah. And, and now I've, I've come a bit to the answer. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write three books. I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting with one. No, I know, but you all, you hear yourself, right? I just want to make crazy. sure. You, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write three books. Like, I'm crazy. So. I know. I yeah. know. Um, but I yes. have the same though. I have like, I had a meeting with um, a publisher the other day and I was telling them about a book idea and I was like, I actually have two books. Like yes. just focus, Sneakers. Like, yeah, there is something to be said. But I get the weight. Like, I, did you go to share her journey um, the other day? The, the rally? rally? Mm-hmm. And I, I wept. Like I oh, wept. That's incredible. Of, not only like of the voices and the stance of this, of the weight. Like I feel like I have such a responsibility and I feel the weight of it. Yes. Like I don't think yes. that I don't take it lightly that you know this even this podcast is a platform for women's voices, and I don't take it lightly that that's something that can propel strength. But it uh, it's also I don't know about you, but I get um, not paralyzed, but it, it weighs on me. It's it can because you for I don't have those answers. No. Like what will 
what are the actions that I can take mm-hmm. to move this forward in the right direction? So mm-hmm. for me, the answer I came up with is in, in my everyday, in setting the example, in being there for my two girls and mm-hmm. in supporting other women. Um, and your boy, like giving yes, them the, exactly. right... the right tools and, and understanding. And that, that's all we can really do properly. I mean, of course, you could write a book about it. You could do all kinds of things. But I, yeah. Are you happy in publicity? My clients are going to hear this. <laughs> well, I love it. It's the best. I mean, don't you want to have, like, somebody who questions things? Here's how I feel about publicity. I have loved, I do love it. I love it. I love it because of the people. Yeah. I know you through yeah. publicity yeah. and so many extraordinary talents and people from around the world. I love my job. I do. Because you have the people. The yeah. people. Yeah. That's the best part. Um, I love helping Art, artists, we work with a lot of artists, kind of get, with, put their business hat on or help, help with the, the business mm-hmm. of art. It's very That's challenging That's a really tricky step for artists. Yes, because they're yeah. pure artists and I really respect that work, but they always need someone to like, you know, really... Uh, help them promote it help them understand the marketing machine all of that stuff so that's all really rewarding and I love it and I've been I've spent my entire career you know helping people putting people in there in the light yeah right and the thing that I'm thinking about now is like my own light yeah what does that look like if I'm not a supporting yeah character or administrator or wrangler or the many titles that we have um what does it look like if i'm doing the thing that is the light on completely for me yeah and where i I might hire a publicist yeah like i do see you and your personality and i'm like why doesn't she have her own thing exactly like so now i have my own thing thing, yes and i I also like a like a book or like yeah like you and i even talked about like doing live comedy and things like I that. I know. But I can see that with you. I know. And why didn't you take that role originally? Um, I have blockages in my mind yeah. around money. Oh, okay. Yeah, around um, arts. Yeah. And even yoga. Uh, the things I actually like truly love. Yeah. You can't do these things and, and be a millionaire. Yeah. They don't go together. I'm yeah. Not, I'm never going to be a yoga millionaire. But in actuality, I know I've met millionaire yogis. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I know them. I, I know. I've met artists who sell their paintings for 10000 plus. I know you. there is money in the arts and in yeah. creation. I just think, oh, that happens to those people because exactly. those people are super talented because they have, they have that, the gift that yeah. they were born with. And I don't. Yeah. But you do. I'm working through it. Yeah. But that's the, actually but the I reason. But I get the money thing. Like, it is like... Because we didn't... I I was always working. I started working at 11 years old. Wow. Doing what? Um, paper route. Yeah. Had a paper route for two years. Two and a half. And then just before my 14th birthday, I started working at Burger King. I worked at Burger King. Like, I've... Always worked. Always yeah. worked nonstop. Even when the children came, I didn't take a maternity leave with any three of my kids because I was always entrepreneurial. So... Work, 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 work. Like, that's yeah. my life. And it's only recently that I'm stepping back. And it, I, again, it's because of meditation, I'm stepping back to think about all of that. Right. And give myself permission. Yeah. What does that look like? What is it like? Did something trigger that, first of all, that you were like, I, I got to step back? 
something triggered that. I don't know that I can't really pinpoint an exact yeah. moment. I think it was just the big old hot mess of having the kids. To be yeah. honest, that kind of broke me in a, in many ways yeah. as as a as a human. I wasn't ready. Um, I don't it wasn't know in your psyche before. No, anything? and it just it just I know this. My friend jokes like, oh yeah, Daniela, it happened accidentally three times. Right. And I'm like, but it right. did. It did. If I tell you the story, it did. And so here I was, this mother of three, and I, at first, I actually continued to escape into the work. Right. Just kept working as a way of like, can't deal with motherhood. This isn't really for me. I don't really know what I'm doing here, yeah. but I'm good here. So right. I'm going to just be over here. This is going to be good for right. me. And then I spent a lot of time when my kids were little away, traveling at festivals, working, doing things. And when I when I came back from some of those travels and I looked at the calendar, you know, it'd be some, it'd be like four months gone, wow. just gone. And when they're little, you come back and it's like, whoa. Um, so that's when I started to reflect. But my oldest is now 10. So it, it's been like this, it's a 10 year, it's been a 10 year journey yeah. to get me here to be thinking about these things yeah. properly. And it's interesting because there was so much um there was so much attention on you for being this like powerhouse mom. Ugh. How did that like cuz it that, must have been a disconnect for you that kind of attention. Yeah, I mean that that whole experience was really interesting because of top Toronto life. Yes, and, being on the cover of, of Toronto life it, it was I thought, okay, this we're going to like start a dialogue yeah. or or it'll be great. But what happened was, and I got some of that, which was was lovely. I got really nice messages from a lot of people who were like, "Wow, this is really eye-opening and great." Like my um my sister, her husband isn't working and my family gives them like a lot of shit. So yeah. this article helps them great. like see which is what I wanted and which was awesome. But then I also got hate mail. Yeah. From women saying you are making a mistake. You should have never had children if you didn't plan on spending time with them. Basically, right. who are you? You don't even know that on and on and on. And this is actually the problem. You want to talk about me too? The problem is your shirt. Women need to be supporting women. I'm wearing a shirt called Babe <laughs> Babes Supporting Babes. Yeah. Like until that happens fully, we're never going to it's not going to happen. But We're it's not, not ever going to happen fully. We can just keep attempting to make it happen. Right. Right. Like, right. I mean, right. men don't support men fully either. But we have to. We have but to. But they also don't work against them. And what's interesting with women is that there are a lot of moments in my career and in my life where I've been like, "Where are you going to put your energy every single day? Where Where will those feelings go?" This is the question I yeah. ask, and that's that meditation I have in the morning. And there's no space. No. It's sabotaging. So what about yourself. burnout for you? Um, I have moments, but I'll, I do it in, I do it in like chunks. Yeah. So I'll go hard, 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 yeah. hard. And then I'll take some time. For instance, I spent the summer, the entire summer working remotely in Prince Edward County. So even though I was working, yeah, the change in setting, the change in pace, being in nature, staring into the meadow, that was it for yeah. me. So do you have one of those coming up? Cause it's TIFF's wrapping up. Exactly. You're going to go. Yep. Go just for a Do you have a place in Prince Edward yes, County? Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Great. Lucky. I know I did that too. We had a little place, a little retreat. Cabin. Yeah, that's but a- even if you don't have the resources for a retreat, just figuring out what is the what is that retreat for you? Yeah, whatever that is. So one other way that I retreat is I dance. I like to dance. I like to sweat really hard on a hardcore dance floor. Yeah. So I have some DJs that I follow, and when they play, I go and that's I just awesome. put my running shoes on and I just give rip and yeah. give it. That's retreat for me. Yeah, I um, think that's great. Labeling what your retreat is is mm-hmm. really because. 
That'll be ha- like a, like a space outside of your home, but you don't need it. You don't need it. Yeah, you don't need it. Because sometimes it's like just surrounding yourself with like a couple of really good friends that you can feel like you can talk or not. Yeah, talk. or taking a hot bath. Yeah, or going to sit in the park and whatever it is. Yeah, but labeling it right so it's not um it's not inactive. It's not passive retreating it's like it's like actually like no this This is no makes me feel good and i'm actually doing it to look after myself it goes back to the knowing of yourself yeah always you're very um you're a very one-of-a-kind lady (laughs) and now i want to hear about this uh book Book and brush brush. so book so this is like i'm writing three books i'm starting this book and brush yes i'm going down everybody i talked to is so jazzed about this yeah Yeah. we're really excited about it so it came to it, it happened because my, I have an older sister who's an amazing, incredible powerhouse of a woman, and she was in a depression. Um, the person that she thought she was going to be with, just it just all went awry. And so I said, get out and do something, because she just wasn't, it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, and so she started a book club, and the book club had eight people in it in the beginning, and within a year it had 1,500 people. What? Yes. In a book club? That's right. Who has a living room for that That's many right. people? That's right. But the thing was, this is what she did. Her book club was she would go, um, she would choose a restaurant. She would, in advance, curate a sort of set menu that was often themed to the book. She would maybe arrange for the chef to come out. Um, there was always some element of surprise and delight. She would pre-exchange all the money in advance through e-transfer. So when people showed up, there was no the like, oh, the bill. Um, and people started talking. They were like, this is kind of the best thing ever. Yeah. And that's how it grew. And when it got to a point where, you know, booking out entire restaurants or wait lists of 40 people, people really wanted in, I said to her, um, so A, not only did it get her out of her depression, yeah. She got a whole new circle and tribe of people. She yeah. had a, a regular ritual that, that was happening, and it re- truly got her off the couch, yeah. like out yeah. into the world. Purposeful. And Yes, and um, meaningful conversations, and it's just incredible. So you choose the book? I just want to make sure I'm clear. You choose the book and the, lo- and the location? So we're a platform, so you can choose any book you please. We do recommend. We have recommended, cur- like a curated list of books that you can choose. And then it's preloaded with venue options. So we're a platform that connects book club organizers to venues around the world oh, that want to host them. Oh, gotcha. And the gotcha, preset gotcha. menu is already there. There's no, it's similar. There's no um, money exchange at the actual right. event. Events can be uh, public or private. They can be in your home or they can be out. So oh, it's just a, it's an organizing tool as well. So you if you want to do it in your living room for can. free, you can. Yeah. But if you're like, we've been doing it in my living room for 10 years. Let's go to, um, you know, the Black Canary Cafe down the street. Yeah. You just click, boom, and it's all preloaded. It tells you what the menu is, tells you what the cost is, and then it's exchanged. So think of like... Like all the other platform-based businesses, yeah. an Airbnb or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then we know that you're going to sit around, not only friends, because you're probably going in a group, but people of like mind, because other people will join that? They can, if it's, right. a, if it's a public, public. event. Yeah. Um, and the brilliant thing about it is that the book is the icebreaker yeah. for meeting new people, and the food or culinary experience is the reason they actually show up. Because yeah, there's a lot of book clubs out there, and there's a lot of amazing um, online tools, Goodreads, etc. But all of them really encourage people to be on line. Yeah. Book and Brunch, our mission is to reconnect the world in real life like this. Yeah. Looking people in the eye. Isn't that a treat? Hugging. It's so important. Yeah. And we are losing the human connection. Yeah. So we're using books and food to get to to replicate what happened to my sister for others. When you're feeling lonely, yeah. you're scrolling your Instagram feed, feeling shitty about yourself because of that envy. 
this is a reason to like do something else yeah. and go and, and get out of yourself. Get out of yourself. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I mean, anytime I've had like the blues in any sense, I've always needed to get out of myself. Like yes. I organize a charity or I go exactly. look out for somebody else. Or, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then if we can encourage people to like read a little bit more bonus prize. I hear books are really good. Yeah. 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 So that's what that is. And have there ever been, have there been like any um, like pitfalls looking back, not mistakes, but things that you've learned from in the preparation of Book and Brunch? Holy shit. I, I mean, having a tech startup, yeah. it's like a whole other thing. Right, because you're so people-minded. That's right. It's a, it's, it's, it's technology. Yeah. yeah. So it's a completely different um, industry. Yeah, really. you must have had to learn a whole We did, thing. we did. And, and there's all of my challenges have been really um, on top of the tech piece. Uh, personal because I'm juggling so much and with my sister three books to write yeah like there's a lot of stuff going on on. but um but Z and I we I think the biggest challenge is because when you have a startup and you're super minimal on your resources tight 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 is making the decisions where do we put the exact resources when what do we do next I like to say we're a pioneer in the experience economy because that's what we're selling we're selling an experience right this 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 um, elevated book club experience and when you're pioneering something and no one knows it exists or how it exists there's nothing to look back on and be like okay it was done this way let's try it this way so you those decisions mm-hmm. all those little decisions that need to be made and where are those resources going to go yeah because we only have so much so energy and so much it. money so exactly so yeah. that's been the biggest challenge pitfalls not that many proper um z my Zuzana, my sister is really good at like putting together an incredible team we have this amazing team of people that are helping us um write the content staff or is that volunteer no there's staff okay. and is that through clutch like we, you... we bootstrapped it z and i together how did you do that we just pooled what we could yeah. and, and made it happen it's not a lot like yeah um we are thinking about now chase properly chasing investment and i'm yeah. looking i have a, a celebrity that I want to broker a deal with yeah. um, in this space. And once that happens, then it, everything will be a little bit easier, I think. Well, maybe yeah. easier, but um, it opens a lot more doors. Yeah, like it's so interesting between the, my mom's had, my mom's got a barn too, like selling tickets. So, you know, like the, the grassroots of a project where everybody's volunteering, we're just putting our time in. Yes. And then like, how do you get it to the next level? Like that's, you guys are such visionaries like that. Yeah. There are some people who volunteer for us, some of our writers who mm-hmm. just want to write, volunteer, but the, the people who like, properly programmed it, the brand, the design, all that stuff, they're, they're getting paid. Um, we're not getting paid yet. No, not but yet. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. We're building something. And your clutch is supporting Yes, it, so. exactly, exactly. Um, we, we're at the very beginning. We launched in July, so. I know, but it's taken off. Like It is. It's going. It's going. I feel like this, I mean, it's Toronto-based now, but it's in a heartbeat. We're actually in eight cities. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I looked so at the restaurants and I didn't, I just. Didn't see as many. Yeah. Just in terms of membership. We have yeah. to onboard more yeah. venues. Oh, gotcha. And that's the challenging piece. But in terms of our, the, who is in the community, when, yeah. when we look at the cities, I was like, oh my gosh, there's Winnipeg, there's Edmonton, there's Ottawa. Um, there's Vancouver, there's Montreal, so there's people yeah. there, um, and we just have to go in and onboard those venues. Is that your passion right now, the Brooklyn Bunch? Uh, yes, because PR has been incredible, but PR is very hard to scale. Book and Brunch, I can scale True. globally. Yeah, you can't, like PR, you kind of go back to square one every time every a project's finished. Every single time, every yeah. single time. I and didn't notice that. Imagine the energy. Well, I mean, it's not entirely, like you're business grows with like the larger visual or the larger campaigns that you have 
But sure, still, but like every does, project like, is really unique. Back to square one. Yes. Yeah. And Whereas book and brunch. You set all the pieces and at, you know, my vision is that we're going to have events running all over the world. Yeah. And people will be reading books and meeting and eating all over the world. Now, how do you get to be the, the person with the light on them in that scenario? What do you mean? Well, we were talking about how... Like, there was a time where you keep shining oh, light yeah, on yeah, other yeah. people. So this is how. But, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so as co-founder of Book and Brunch yeah. and New York Times bestselling author, uh-huh. I'm going to have a speaking circuit. And I want to speak about the human connection that is being lost. And because it all Wait, ties in. Are you a New York bestseller? No. That's, that's something. My, your vision. I'm, I'm manifesting Yeah, I mean, out. I bought it, so it yeah, can see, happen. See? Yeah. yeah. But this is what I do. I say the thing before it happens. Yeah. When you say the thing before it happens, it's more likely to happen. Yeah. I stop saying I think this is going to happen. No. You just say It's going to happen. Um, I want to write about the human connection and the loss of the human connection and also the kind of science and data and quantum physics behind what happens when you hug someone, what happens when you look them in the eye, mm-hmm. what happens. Uh, because we are so digitally. Yeah, I know. We're all in, Disconnected. in this thing. We're yeah. all in this thing and people have forgotten I see children, they don't know how to shake hands with someone. They have full relationships inside Fortnite and Instagram, but they don't know how to do what we're doing Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's a huge problem. And that goes back to your gut too, right? Like if we look each other in the eyes, I know how we feel about each other. Exactly. And I also know if I say something that either confuses you or uh, it changes you. Exactly. So So you're going to write a book about that. That's one of the And the the title is probably already done. Well, no. Okay. Still, still, <laughs> Don't push still working on that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, okay, but that's going to give your light. That's it. Mm-hmm. I want to write this book and I want to help people understand the value and importance of that. And Book and Brunch supports that because the idea is more human can IRL. Mm-hmm. We say join the IRL movement because Girl. because there are people I have had relationships with via email for like ten years yeah. that I've never never met. met. I know. Weird. It is weird. Weird. I and know, also, I think we have to wear our email addresses on our... So I go, oh, yeah, we've talked. Yeah, exactly. Which is sort exactly. of sad. And I just... It makes me... I'm scared. I don't know what that's going to turn into for yeah. our next generation. Um, not being able to really properly communicate or express yeah. feelings when you're sitting with another human or even dating or making new friends. There was this article that came out. I think it was The Atlantic or The Times. I can't remember. But they basically said like after after the age of 30 it's almost impossible to make real friends for these reasons they did this huge survey or whatever and i would agree it can be tricky it can be tricky and that's because we're not present we're not together anymore we're socially connected virtually yeah we're not actually you're not like popping into your local pub and just being like oh i met a new friend at the pub that doesn't happen anymore yeah um, everyone's, you know, on Tinder and whatever. They're connecting in these virtually. Yeah. And I want to be on we the... We all know. We all know it's not great. Do you know what I mean? We all exactly, our, but we do nothing phones. about it. So I want to be on the yeah. front lines of that fight. Cool. And help people get out more. Um, I just think you're... I'm just like, how am I going to get on your team is what I'm thinking. <laughs> whatever team you're on, I want to be part of it. Yeah. I want you on my I team. I think you're fantastic. Yeah, Z and I are excited. But yeah. it's also scary because we don't really know. But that doesn't scare you, really. No. No, what does scare me, what does scare me, actually, because Book and Brunch is, is more um, my sister's, right. I, I suppose, right. than it is mine. Like, I'm co-founder, but it's really her baby, baby, her whole thing. What scares me is not doing it good enough for her. Right. 
I mean, that's a whole other kettle of fish, I know. right? It like really is. It really is because it's family. Yeah, but I mean, if, if it's her baby, she's going to have to hold the reins too. She does. Not she that does. babies have reins. I don't have kids, obviously. Yeah. I mean, they do. <laughs> but I, I know that's a pressure too as a sister, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just like and this other element of it that I, did, I don't have in any other project. I've launched all yeah. kinds of brands, well, done all kinds of things. It got her out of a depression. So if it doesn't work, you're like, oh, I don't need to go back. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's true, right? Yeah. Like you kind of. We want, we want it to be successful. But it will be. Of and course. it is already. We get amazing I know, feedback. I have so many like subscribers yeah. already. And then the hosts that have hosted um, events already, some most of them are smaller. They're, they'll write to us and be like, oh my God, we had the best meeting. I made a new friend or whoever came. And that's just what it is. I just love how many firecrackers I get to run into at TIFF. Uh, like Daniela, there's so many people that are part of the community and every time I bump into somebody I'm just like, oh, my day is made, truly. And then every once in a while I get to bump into somebody at an event or at a party and it's like, ah, oh, favorite people everywhere. Make sure you go to firecrackerdepartment.com and sign up for our newsletter to stay in the loop. While you're online, you can follow Daniela at clutchpr, C-L-U-T-C-H-P-R. And while you're there, follow Book and Brunch at Book and Brunch. That's book, the letter N, and the word brunch, book and brunch. They're doing a weekly pulse check-in via Zoom every Wednesday with daily meditations and have a ton of great virtual experiences coming up with all the book and brunch hosts. It's really a cool movement she started with her sister, Susanna. You can find out more about book and brunch at bookandbrunch.com events. And let us know if you go to an event and what you thought of it. Send us a picture. We'd love to live vicariously through your Zoom call and see what you're seeing and what you're inspired by. We always want to hear what you're up to and what's sparking your creativity these days. So keep in touch on Twitter and Instagram, FirecrackerDEPT. Like I always say, there's space for everyone within the Firecracker department. And if you're not already part of our Facebook members group, why not? There's tons of stuff going on over there. That's our central hub for connecting with the Firecracker community and where all our event reminders, conversations, and connections happen, uh, like our sparkler department, which is little firecrackers. So if you have kids, go check out the sparkler department. Or are you an actor or a writer? Because we have the script department and writing department as well. Weekly, the writing department posts a prompt on Mondays so that you can do that anytime. Plus, we do a little writing gym with bursts, so you don't even have to prepare anything. We do that on Zoom every Thursday. Come and join us over there. Every Sunday, we host a community brunch on Zoom so that new and current firecrackers looking to meet other creative people like you can hang out and connect, and it's always really fun. We drink coffee, we often wear our pajamas and have bathrobes, and that's the way it rolls. We always wanna know what you're doing and how we can help you move forward creatively. Monthly, we host a script department reading series, a wellness department meditation, live spark chats on Instagram with past podcast guests, and even a movie club. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and there's a department and a seat for everyone at the Firecracker table. Come find yours, share your voice with the world, and connect with your people. Stay in the loop with everything I just threw at you by subscribing to our newsletter at firecrackerdepartment.com. Big, huge ginormous thanks to my whole team i'm throwing my arms up ginormous everyone who's in los angeles toronto vancouver new york and all the way over in the uk thanks to all our core members for everything that they do online and off to make this community this firecracker department growing into what it is becoming which is so important to me and from what i'm hearing from the feedback it's important to you too so thank you 
Big thanks to Jeff Militinovic and Igor Karila for our theme music. We love it. And thanks to you. Yeah, you, the one listening right now, for taking the time to listen because we know there's a lot of options out there and we so appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Naomi, and we'll see you next time on the Firecracker Department. Firecracker Department.